Hello and welcome to Unipass Market Insights. My name is Florian Oberländer and today we will talk a little bit about the energy markets. And in order to do so, I'm very pleased to welcome Unipass Chief Analyst Gregor Petz. Hi Gregor. Hello Florian, great to see you here. Same here as well. Um, Gregor, let's start with the gas market developments uh, because they are most relevant also to power prices and also for Unipower as a power plant operator and also as a gas trader. What is the latest status on the gas markets right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, gas prices have become a kind of fever indicator for the health of the European economy, the German economy, and also of uh, Uniper's uh, economic situation as a company, of course. So and uh, if you compare the situation to last year, where we saw prices uh, at uh, over 300 euros per megawatt hour uh, in Europe, so the current prices uh, between 33, 35, euros per megawatt hour uh, that we have seen over the last uh, days and weeks are of course much much more moderate so it's uh, it's a much more relaxed situation it's not uh, like it was before the war and the crisis uh, broke out uh, there we saw prices of around 20 so it's still higher but much much lower than the 300 we had last year so overall it looks fairly relaxed uh, at face value Okay, um, you know, some people say um, now the crisis is over, uh, but, you know, given the, the current low levels, uh, on the other hand, um, you know, some people say it's kind of a false comfort zone we are in right now. So what's what's your take on this? Yes, indeed. I mean, this is based on the current situation where we've seen a relatively warm uh, winter, the last winter, and it enabled us to keep a lot of gas in, in, in storage. As a, as a result of that, the storage level levels are relatively comfortable in Europe. We are seeing between 65-70% uh, in Germany and in Europe. And uh, that uh, basically gives us a very good situation. Also, the supplies are stable as we speak, uh, other than the Russian supplies, of course, but the Norwegian, uh, for example, and the LNG supplies are relatively stable. However, that is by no means a guarantee that this situation uh, will continue. So um, over the summer, prices can even be, be lower if the storage are full and the gas can go nowhere. But uh, when the heating season starts again and, uh, and the demand then uh, picks in and it uh, may be colder than, uh, than it was last year, then the prices can go up again and we can see much, a much tighter situation in the gas markets in Europe. Okay. So this uh, expression of uh, wrong sense of comfort or wrong comfort zone is exactly how I would see it. We yes. must not um, rest because that would be a wrong sense of, of comfort. Okay. Yeah, we will definitely keep an eye on the developments there uh, because yes. it's really relevant for us at, at Unipar as well. And, um, but maybe two aspects when we talk about gas that always stick out to me, uh, especially when we talk about Unipar and you know security of supply, or what we stand for is uh, is a of course our storage capacities and and b our uh, LNG portfolio, mm -hmm. so liquefied natural gas portfolio. Um, maybe you can express a little bit why um, storage uh, capacities. Let's start with storage are so important and relevant right now. Yeah, storage and LNG are, of course, um, very important tools for security of supply in the gas market. 
um, and uh, talking about storage. We need storage to balance the gas demand in winter. So the gas demand is seasonal. Uh, it means that uh, in winter we need more than in summer because we need it for, for heating. Um, and uh, because the supply sources are not all so flexible that they can adapt to that, we need the storage. So mainly for this, for these reasons. And um, it, the current situation is, as I earlier said, uh, not bad. So because uh, at this early point in the year, we already are between 65 and 70 percent uh, full in Europe. So that's almost record levels in, 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 in historical comparison. So that's very good. Uh, but we need to continue to fill storage until uh, uh, November uh, when uh, the winter season begins. So th this is the, the purpose of storage. Uniper is, is a major storage operator and we play our contribution to that yeah. uh, security of supply. Yeah. And of course, you know, one way to fill uh, our storages is with um, LNG. Mm -hmm. um, what is the status here? Yeah, LNG is uh, very much uh, a rising star in the energy landscape or the gas market in, in Europe. Uh, additional LNG capacity has been built, like the Wilhelmshaven uh, terminal that we basically uh, brought to the start in, in, in Germany, but also other LNG terminals are following suit. And this enabled us to bring more LNG in and uh, partly replace the missing Russian volumes to the European energy mix. So LNG is certainly a very important source and you need uh, not only the capacity and we need uh, even more of that capacity, but also uh, someone who brings these ships in, who buys these ships and brings them to the terminals so they can be then offloaded and used uh, for gas consumption in Europe. Yeah, I think the, the opening in Wilhelmshaven uh, last December was was one big milestone when we talk about yes. LNG, especially for Germany. Um, now, of course, it's, it's it's obvious that we don't get this LNG from our neighboring uh, countries. Uh, I mean, we get it from uh, further away. But uh, there are some voices that say, OK, uh, we move in from one dependency, which was um, the Russian gas. Now to the next one um, with LNG and the US. How do you see that? Is that that critical? Importing energy, of course, always creates uh, certain dependencies. So that's uh, that's true. The importance is, of course, that you are not only dependent on a single source, which can then for various reasons uh, be uh, be disrupted. In, in the case of LNG, the, the good thing is it's a global market. So you can, in principle, bring an LNG cargo uh, that you load somewhere all around the world and also uh, to Europe. If you have the, the contracts and the possibilities to, uh, to buy them, you can bring them into your LNG capacity. Uh, currently, it's true that uh, US uh, uh, supplies of LNG are the have basically contributed the most uh, to the replacement of, of Russian volumes that have been missing. But LNG also comes from other sources. It also comes from, from Africa. It also comes from the Middle East, like Qatar is one of the major suppliers. It also comes partly still from, from Russia, but that's a relatively small amount. Um, and uh, all global LNG uh, suppliers can also build out their capacity and then it's available to the global market. So that's the big advantage of LNG because it's not a fixed pipeline where one person is at the beginning and another person is at the end. It's fixed in the, in the ground and LNG is a different story. Yeah. 
And I think we we saw um, with the outage at Freeport, um, the export um, harbor uh, in the US, that uh, you know we in Euro could manage temporarily without um, the the LNG from the states for for some time. Uh, so definitely a good sign of diversification here as well. Um, maybe staying, um, you know, with with countries um, moving a little bit further east. One name is always, um, uh, you know, kind of named when we talk about sentiment, when we talk about uh, development of energy prices, and that is China. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on why China is such an important country in the world? Yeah, to begin with, China is obviously a very big economy. Uh, it wants to be become the biggest economy in the world, and no, nobody knows if and when that will be the case, but still the ambition is there to grow. Um, and that means also that China needs a lot of, of energy. And LNG is an important part of that. Why is that the case? Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, coal burn in China and LNG is uh, from an environmental perspective, a better alternative to that. And uh, for this and other reasons, uh, LNG has become, um, uh, China has become uh, the biggest LNG importer um, uh, in the world after having a head-to-head -head race with uh, with Japan, which has traditionally always been the um, the biggest LNG importer. So LNG plays an important role and the pickup of the Chinese economy after COVID lockdowns has also had its impact on, on LNG. So we see or we expect higher LNG imports into China than last year uh, when we had the COVID situation, but uh, we don't see any signs that it will reach the record levels we had seen in China in the past. Yeah, so the good news is that this may leave space also for Europe to uh, to get LNG. It's not that all the LNG will be pulled into China, uh, but uh, it's uh, of course there is a dependency on, on on China as an LNG importer. Yeah, very interesting topic. Yeah, I think it's always very interesting to see how everything connects globally um, as well. So, Cleo, thank you very much for uh, your insights and your perspective on things. And um, I'm already looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, thank you very much, Florian. It was a pleasure. And to everybody listening to this, have a good time. Thank you. Exactly. Um, to you out there, thanks for watching. Hope you tune in next time as well. Until then, bye bye.